designers and curious minds. Ever wondered about the stories hiding within your building's walls? I'm Carrie Seaburn, structural engineer and host of Unstruct, the podcast that decodes and simplifies major concepts of structural design. Behind the math and physics, structural engineering simply predicts building behavior. Join me as we simplify the complex, making structural design accessible to everyone. Nowadays, instead of measuring it via cost, we're saying, well, what about carbon, you know? We've got two levers now that we can, if if an architect has an inefficient design, we can hit them with two levers if you like. (laughs) The official casualty figure is 55,000. Everybody I talked to told me that the actual figure is at least three times as much. And I believe that. I mean, seeing what I saw, Turkish codes are good and, and they have been improving, but compliance was completely lacking. Fluent in steel, concrete, masonry, and timber design, I'll bring you leading engineers to dissect the tails behind their building structure. Whether you're an architect, contractor, engineer, or just love a good story, this podcast is for you. Yeah, beam penetrations. That's a fun topic on this project. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Unstruct. From within your walls, hear the story behind how your building stands today. I think that's so accurate because a lot of the injustices that we were feeling, I felt like I was feeling them alone. And I didn't realize how common a lot of that was until uh, I started to have conversations and be able to be open and express that, and as well as get the resources and the support that I need. Welcome to Tangible Remnants. I'm Nikita Reed, and this is my show where I explore the interconnectedness of architecture, preservation, sustainability, race, and gender. I'm excited that you're here. So let's get into it. Welcome back. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different than most because it will feature half of an interview that Melissa Daniels and I did with Tiffany Brown and Pascal Sablon when we were all at the AIA convention in Chicago. Melissa is the host of the Architecture is Political podcast and really made this interview happen. I'll put links in the show notes to that podcast, as well as to the bios of the amazing women we interviewed, because they are definitely women you need to know if you're doing any impactful work within the profession. Here we go. Melissa, welcome back to the land of working. How have things been the past month since the AA conference? Yeah, it's been a month. Wow. I know. The phase, haze. Yeah. We're back to normal now. Where yeah. That time warp was real, though. Yeah, it was. Because I feel like we just blinked and got back from Chicago. But yeah, it's been a month. And wow. Yeah. And I'm excited that we went to the conference, but I'm also super excited that we got to interview the people that we got to interview. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that came about? Um. Yeah. So I had this bright idea of doing a podcast live at the AIA conference, but I had no clue how to get that done. And so I recruited Tangible Remnant, awesome host, Nikita Reed. And she's like, sure, I'm down. And then we both looked at each other and was like, okay, how are you gonna do this? So uh, I contacted Noma and asked, how do you feel about two awesome podcasters interviewing some of your famous people? And they're like, yeah, sure, we're down. And when conference time came, they supplied the room for us. 
as well as two individuals who are superstars in their own right, uh, Pascal Sablond and Tiffany Brown, executive director and vice president of NOMA. Yes. And I was super excited that we were doing this, particularly because Melissa Daniels over there, she is also one of the 2022 award winners of the Whitney M. Young Award. So I was excited just to be surrounded by rock stars all around and glad that we were able to make some time during conference to make this happen. Same here, Ms. 2022 Young Architect. <laughs> so as you can see, it's all love here. And so what we did and what you're about to hear is an interview that we did with Tiffany Brown and Pascal Sablon. And because we are doing this jointly, we're going to split it. So the first half of the interview will be on Melissa's podcast, Architecture is Political. And the second half will be on Tangible Remnants. Yep, you nailed it. <laughs> all right. Any other highlights from the conference before we jump right into it? Uh, overall, it was good to get to see everybody get on the expo floor. I didn't really go to as many vendors as I wanted to. Also, I want to shout out to a couple of other fellow podcasters. A couple of that didn't meet, but we said we was going to meet, but we never met. That was Deaf by Architecture and Design Voices. And then the one I did meet was Practice Disrupted. Shout out to all those ladies. Did you meet any of them? I haven't. And what's crazy is that Tangible Remnants is part of the Gable Media Network. And because of just the crazy overlapping schedules of all the things, I didn't actually get a chance to get to the Gable Media booth that was at, oh, was it Arcat, I think, on the expo floor. But I know Gable Media was there and well represented. And I know Practice Disrupted is also part of that network. So another highlight, let's see, some of the parties were cool. I know we both went to the joint party for the AIA medal winners, the firm of the year over at IIT. Yeah, that was um, cool. That was fun. And of course, and Obama, yeah. hearing him speak oh, was awesome. I keep forgetting. <laughs> you also I got to meet him. I got to meet him. And actually, I just interviewed Jonathan Moody oh, yesterday awesome. and we reflected on our experiences of meeting President Obama. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Yeah. How about you? What was your highlight? Highlights? Yeah. So I think it was a lot of reconnecting with old friends. There are a lot of people that I hadn't seen since graduate school. So it was great to just reconnect. And then also there were a lot of really great sessions this go round. Actually, I teared up at one of the sessions I was at. That was the first AA conference, but the session was on trauma-informed design for students experiencing homelessness. And so there was a really powerful presentation by the school principal and the architect of the space, which I thought was really great. My husband's also an architect. And the way that he tells the story of us hearing Obama speak is that when Obama was talking to us, he was making a lot of jokes and it was really entertaining. And I have to caveat that with when he says us, he means the 7,000 of us <laughs> that were in the room, not just the two of us personally. Yes, he did make reference that several times. But great. All right. Listen, we are excited to do this and I'm excited to be able to share these conversations. If you are not a NOMA member yet, I feel like after these interviews, you will want to be. And the NOMA conference is coming up in October in Nashville. So you still have time to join. Yes. And this duel that you're listening to right now, we are not done. We also have a joint session talking about podcasting at the NOMA conference. Yes, and it's going to be a good time. 
Imagine earning continuing education credits while doing exactly what you're doing right now. Well, you can. Gable Media has revolutionized the way you earn your continuing education credits with a groundbreaking approach. Forget running around town and scouring the internet for credit-worthy courses. Fulfill your CE requirements effortlessly by listening to engaging podcasts just like the one you're listening to now. Our podcasts are designed to educate, entertain, and inspire, all in a user-friendly environment. But wait, there's more. Architects, Gable Media is also approved as an AIA continuing education services provider. Upon completion, we handle everything from reporting your hours directly to the AIA to storing your certificates in your personal Gable Media profile for your self-reporting needs. So follow the link in the show notes and start earning your credits in the most innovative and entertaining way possible with Gable Media. Want to learn more about the unknown ladies of architecture? Then I recommend you listen to She Builds Podcast where we tell the stories of remarkable women who have shaped the design and construction industries. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm Nurjiti. And I'm Lizzie. After we graduated from Syracuse University School of Architecture, we set out to learn and share the untold stories of women that traditional school curriculum left out. One day, there's an announcement on campus that women had been seen wearing, quote, inappropriate clothing. Gasp. What the heck does that mean? Yeah, so it turns out that Ruth and her fellow classmates were these women. They had field classes where they're doing welding, forging, and foundry work. And obviously they have to wear jeans to those classes instead of like dresses or whatever else. While Gertie was in school, she wasn't just going to classes, trying to stay alive like some of us. I know that was me in school, just taking it day by day, but not Gertie. She became the president of Evigol, an honorary association of Cornell women architects. Of course she did. These are stories not taught in schools. Women who've molded the world of architecture, construction, and development for over a century. From Jane Jacobs to Ray Eames, She Builds Podcast explores the legacies of trailblazers. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform. Let's fill the gaps in history together. All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes and subscribe and be part of a movement to expand industry narratives. So uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy these interviews with Tiffany Brown and Pascal Sablon on tangible remnants and architecture is political. We are in Chicago, and so I'm here. I'm Nikita Reed with Tangible Remnants, and then I'm here with Melissa. Melissa Daniels from Architectural is Political. Yes, and so we have the honor to interview Tiffany Brown, the Executive Director of the National Organization of Minority Architects, as well as Pascal Sablon, who is the incoming 2023 and 2024 President of NOMA. Well, hello, everyone. Really happy to be here. Excited by the opportunity and also in awe of all the Black girl magic. Looking forward to my NOMA presidency 
It's going to create some shifting for me and some organization-wise. You know, I'm going to step down as executive director from Beyond the Built Environment so that I can really full-heartedly put NOMA at the forefront of my thoughts, of my strategies, of my thought processes, of my resources. All the shine, all the light that's on me right now, I want to make sure that it's directed squarely on NOMA and our members and moving the mission forward. And so really, it's been about creating systems. This year has been a year of transition in terms of trying to figure out ways of it doesn't have to just be me that I can leverage the network. I can ask for help. And that doesn't make my Superman cape any less uh, dramatic and flaring in the wind to get some support in that work. So I, I think that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned this year was really about taking on the help and kind of distributing what I need and making sure that I'm really laser focused. Also recognizing that a lot of people really want to connect, want to participate in different initiatives, then them being very strategic and mindful of where the authenticity of those requests are coming in, um, making sure that if I don't have the capacity that I'm sharing it with the other people, other rock stars in the network to also continue to move that mission forward. And then also really try to push Noma and the work that we're doing beyond the profession. I think we're really starting to get very knowledgeable in the profession and now want to just kind of really push forth in terms of breaking out of it. And so that's why I'm really uh, proud with uh, both Nakia and I. We we're like featured on Oprah's website. Oh my God, that was incredible to see that. But also um, thinking about internationally, as Tiffany kind of talked about, I think there's a larger global conversation about justice that we need to participate in and beyond participate, but really exchange information, ideas, resources, and tools where even though we might be a minority in this country currently and have been dealing with systematic, oppressive, and racist and sexist issues through this work, other countries, even when the people of color are the majority, doesn't necessarily mean that they have access to the power of their built environment and their situation. And so really leveraging that understanding, that knowledge can allow us to really transform communities globally. So I'm really excited to kind of push that agenda forward. And I'm thinking that it's a unique aspect that I can bring to the table because of all the 35, say, allowed exhibitions that we've done, a few being international, and also as my role as senior associate at AJ Associates in New York, able to work on projects all over the world as well. So I'm, I'm building my international network in a way that it will be poised to have a great international di discourse, participate in events, conferences globally, but also start to activate international chapters if the membership votes it as an approved process and strategy during our phenomenal NOMA conference happening this year in Nashville, Tennessee. Halloween weekend. Holiday weekend. Halloween. We got you. <laughs> Yeah, so NOMA is happening in Nashville on Halloween weekend this year, 2022. It's going to be in the conference episode that's coming up. But then also, one of the things that I love about both of your work is that you also are focusing on the fact that architects need to be uh, connected to a bigger network. It's not just one building that we're impacting, and it's really the power of the network through the American Institute of Architects, through NOMA, and getting us out of our silos. My question to you all is, what advice would you give for young architects who are not sold on the benefits of joining one of the organizations. I think we need to take a step back and it's not necessarily what you're going to receive from these organizations, but what you're giving to the profession, right? We have a larger responsibility and role in the way that we impact the built environment. And so as we grow in terms of membership, and I'm going to speak to about NOMA specifically, that's really pushing the power and the agenda forward about creating equity. And so I think it's really a symbiotic relationship where 
We're providing programming and initiatives that really support the full pipeline from programs for small kids like Project Pipeline, where we have things that are supporting our college students, our NOMAS students, where we have the NFF program. And then also the intimate relationships that we're building with uh, organizations and firms with the President's Circle. And then we have conference that really allows us to have our Wakanda moments, you know what I'm saying? And and so I just I just say all this to say that we have a series of programs and initiatives that's specifically designed and gear, geared to addressing the issues that you are up against. And when you spoke about silos, I think that's so accurate because a lot of the injustices that we were feeling, I felt like I was feeling them alone. And I didn't realize how common a lot of that was until... Uh, I started to have conversations and be able to be open and express that, and as well as get the resources and the support that I need. And so what is the biggest thing that I always say to students when I meet? It's like, if you are experiencing injustice, you do not need to swallow that alone. You do not need to carry that weight alone. Bring your voice over to NOMA. We will fight for you whether you are a NOMA member or not. And so that's why I say to you all who is considering even if you're not a paid member, even if you're not, you don't have a member ID, we are already fighting for you. And so you joining us just gives us that much more strength, that much more robust voice, that volume. And then hopefully you're inspired by what you see, you inspired to get involved and you become an extension of the work that we're doing and also impact your communities. Because although we're talking from a national lens, NOMA is a very local organization where it's really the the value of it is how you engage on a local level. It's the projects you're interacting with. It's the networking events. It's the programs and the schools that you're interacting with. So you have to, you know, thinking about it nationally is just kind of moving the big ship together into a larger network. But the huge impact, the imprints that have changed people's lives, that has changed our trajectories and has really fortified our paths to success is because of being a part of NOMA. And I stand to say today in all the public speaking and the lectures and all the stages that I've been on, none of it would have been possible had it not been for NOMA, the mentorship that I received in NOMA, and even the opportunities to say, you're young, you want to speak, we're going to give you a platform. Help me stand there, not heckle me, but say, oh, P, here's what you can do to make it just a little bit better. And then encourage me to continue to do it. And so as everybody's kind of soaking up the benefits of it, I want to make sure that it's absolutely clear that NOMA is the genesis of all that is great in me in this profession. And I recognize these moments of greatness that I'm experiencing recently as ones that really is uh, generated from NOMA. And so if you're not down with the party, you're missing out. And so I say all this to say to come join us and help us uh, fight for justice in many ways through the profession. Doesn't she already sound like Noma's president? <laughs> she has, I'm just sitting here so proud. She just hit all the nails, went, went down the line, you know, did not miss a beat. But the silos is definitely a thing. Pascal and Jason and I have been working with the other entities that control and shape our uh, profession. And we were brought to the, to this table of, of the, what we're calling now the Alliance of Six Institutions, the Anchor Institutions. Thank you so much for listening. Links to amazing resources can be found in the episode's show notes. Special thanks to Sarah Gilberg for allowing me to use snippets of her song Fireflies from her debut album, Other People's Secrets, which by the way, is available wherever music is sold. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show. And now that Tangible Remnants is part of the Gable Media Network, you can listen and subscribe to all network partner content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. Until next time, history. Remember that. I saw the first fireflies of summer And right then I thought of you Oh, I could see us catching them And setting them free
honey, that's what you do. That's what you do to me. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.